You're not in debt know. until like it's there and you have to pay for it. <laughs> I know, but I'd rather just pay for it and then it'd be already done. And I don't have to worry about it in August. And then when you're like, yo, your figures here, I'm going to be like, wicked. Yeah. And I can just go <laughs> pick it up. Yeah. All right. And then not have to like pay for it. <laughs> no, that's, you and, like then when, we... and my wife, when she's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, I got this like uh, two years ago. <laughs> you could do installments. You could do five bucks a week. <laughs> Copy more in, in transfer fees to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, have you ever went to those websites? You guys in the chat, what's up? Um, and it's like 20 easy payments of like 295 or or, or some right. really bizarre number. You're like, I don't know if anyone should be purchasing purchasing this if they're looking at this, you know, like two dollar, eleven dollar uh, a month option. But you know, yeah. if it's there, why not? I guess if it's interest yeah. free, uh take it. Uh but <laughs> it's just funny. Hey, John. What's up? Hey, hey, what's up, Mr. Rob? I see hey. Lewis. I see Sarah. I see, I see Fraser. Um, I, I, I see Billy. I see. Wow, Jimmy. it's like romper room. I see Mikey. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there. I was always sitting there listening for my name. Yeah, and my name's like super common now, but I feel like right. I never heard it back in the day. No, um, they didn't always, say my name either. It was always always somebody else. So what's up, folks? It is Monday. Um, we're still in February, right? February twenty seventh. Yeah. We're yeah. We have one more day, of February. Yeah, crazy. I forgot about the short month. A uh, bunch of stuff was due, and I missed I missed some deadlines, so I had to do some catch-up. <laughs> I'm yeah. totally going off on a tangent. Um, I don't know what else we can talk about this tangent-like. Um, well, you know what? Hey, hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Sidekick Show. If you happen to be stumbling onto the channel being like, what the hell is this? Uh, the guy over here is named John, and he's a co-owner of Heroes World. Comic shop at Markham. I'm uh, his Caucasian uh, uh, hetero life mate, uh, Rob. <laughs> and uh, we are doing the Psychic Show every Monday night live, 8.15 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, maybe Twitter. I'm not sure where John put it up today. Um, uh, but yes, you can definitely join us and also uh, hit the subscription uh, and notification bells because we also have the Heroes World podcast where we talk about lots of stuff. And so we have a lot of friends in the chat. Um, so whether you're listening to us live or after the fact, uh, whether it's on uh, Apple or Amazon or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, that's the rundown of the show. Uh, and that's it. We're done. So that was easy. That's uh, what are we at, John? Four minutes, three, that's, two and a half. That's the end. And of we're that out for the day. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bake them away, toys. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So there we are. So actually, when people just started uh, tuning in, if you're wondering what John and I were talking about, uh, actually, we'll, we'll say that because, John, you're going to show it later. Um, yeah. But in today's show, uh, we're going to do a rundown of the news. John's going to tell us what's new in the shop. Uh, we're going to say, hey, man, how was your weekend? And, and see what you've been up to in the past few days. And then uh, we're going to talk about Unstoppable, our movie of the week uh 2010's unstoppable uh with yeah. chris pine and denzel washington this one later on right there's like a 2018 like it like i guess it's just a common uh phrase what's that <laughs> unstoppable no it's it's part of the english vernacular john and it's been there no, for... well i mean like i guess it's like it's a cool thing to have a, as a title for something i feel like there's a bunch of songs called unstoppable um and then <laughs> there's there's this movie and i feel like there's a couple other i feel like there's another later movie when i tried to look it up i was like what the hell they made another unstoppable. I don't know what you do when uh when you uh have a name for a movie and then some other movies come out previously. Do you, I guess you have to rename your movie, right? Because it's it's rare that we see a lot of movies by the same title, right? Yeah. Uh but you would be like still unstoppable. 
It's like the yeah. never-ending story part two. It's still it's, unstoppable with a question mark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> unstoppable with an exclamation mark. Unstoppable right. with a little underscore. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rob, let's 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 kick this off. Uh, you guys in the chat, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we want to know uh, how was your weekend? Uh, any crazy things that came out that you checked out? Uh, any shows that you're continuing to watch? Maybe you you're still watching Last of Us. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you gave up on that show. I don't know what's going on. But look at Rob's surprise. Uh, but let me start with my buddy here, Rob, because um, it feels like it's been a minute. I haven't seen you since last week. It's crazy. Um, yeah. How was your weekend, dude? <clears throat> yeah, it was good, man. Um, you know, did a little bit of reading. Um, I, uh, God, some months ago, I picked up from the shop the Gideon Falls Omnibus number one, yeah. I think, from your from you guys. And I've cracked that, so I'm halfway through reading that. Um, God, it's such a good, it's such a good story, eh? Like, Jeff Lemire just hit it out of the park with uh, yeah. with uh, pencils by Andrea Sorrentino. Just absolutely phenomenal. Like, I was collecting all the issues. I got all the floppies when they were coming out on a monthly basis. But reading it in a collected, just going through, it's just so good. So I would highly recommend people. Because I know you guys still had some copies when I was there two weeks ago. Definitely check it out because it's so, so good. Um, but, John, I've, I'm trying to think. Like, I watched a few. I haven't started up any TV shows per se. I finished off Clarkson's Farm season two on Amazon Prime. Oh, Jeremy Clarkson, right? Yeah, that's right. It is. It's funny, man. It's and I know that that guy can be embroiled in controversy or whatever, but man, that show is funny. Um, but <laughs> since last Monday, John, yeah, I have watched. Um, uh, are you ready? Okay. Uh, the uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Moonraker, For okay. Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and I've just started A View to a Kill. So I've seen about, uh, and I might have actually watched Man with a Golden Gun, but I might have, I don't remember if I saw that before last week's episode. So I've watched <laughs> like four to five James Bond movies this past week. <laughs> oh, man. So you're in a Bond tear, even though yeah. we've got Mission Impossible coming up next week. Uh, you're yeah. like, let me let me crank out those Bonds. Do you usually do this once a year? Do you are, are you that big of a Bond fan? I don't remember if you do it every year. Well, I'm a, no, not every year. Every couple of years. Um, but it just it's just one of those things where it's like these ones, like these t like the Roger Moore ones, I could put them on the background while I'm working yeah. and just, you know, I mean, I've seen them so many times. Like I, you know, I know what happens. I know when to stop. Like I... My son came downstairs and at one point he goes, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, it's uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. And he's like, oh, it looks really old. Is it James Bond? I said, yeah. I said, check out this Lotus Esprit. And I was like, first of all, I thought John's be happy because I yes. knew the name of the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, look, it turns into a sub. Yeah. Um, what year was it? Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me was 77. I mean, the Lotus. <laughs> uh, it was a 76 Lotus. Oh, I'm very... Very impressed, unless you just made that up. I did <laughs> Okay, I don't follow yeah. submarine lotuses, so I don't know what year that was either. <laughs> I think it was just made for the for the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was my weekend, John. Just been doing a lot of that, and then and then watching our movie of the week uh, is unstoppable. But what about you, my friend? What did you get up to? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me go to the comments. Oh yeah, we Ant Man and the Wasp. I think we. Oh, that was last. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about it because there's a bunch of comments that are relevant to it. Uh, so if you didn't watch the Heroes World podcast. Uh, Rob, Stu, and myself did give our review for Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, and now we've got Sarah's review, which is Ant-Man sucked. <laughs> Unless you meant Ant-Man 1. Uh, Rob, you've talked to people since we've watched it. Um, are, what's the general consensus? I feel like you were in this camp of Ant-Man sucked, right? Quote, unquote. Like, yeah. or, or in this in this side, in this side of the spectrum. Um, right. I've talked to a couple people at the shop, and 
I've got mostly people like liked it for what it like just for the fun of it. Okay. Um, but I can totally see the angle. I think Scott watched it and he said he wasn't too happy about it. But Rob, what are, what are you generally hearing on the streets? Not good thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a lot, it's just forgettable. Like I think people just like mm-hmm. let down by it, right? I think the yeah. hype of the you know kicking off Phase Six, King the con- like everybody kind of unanimously agrees that um um uh. I can't remember the name of the actor all of a sudden now. The guy who played Kang. Um, yeah, Jonathan Majors, yeah. Thanks, Jonathan Majors is fantastic. Yeah. But I think people are just, a lot of people are just like really surprised at the level of CGI. And, and then you start seeing these news stories about, you know, the, the CGI teams were pulled off of Ant-Man to finish up on on uh, Wakanda Forever. And it's just, yeah. you know, there's been a, in the last few years, there's been a really interesting uh, narrative and a theme going on about a lot of these VFX houses really, and artists really like slagging Marvel and their and their business practices or and you know their level of uh, a demanding of output and whatnot, and then it's just not attainable for some of the stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, maybe we're starting to see that. And that and again, we talked about this last week, I think, John, when you know Kevin Feige said he's you know they're kind of slowing down production. Hopefully, that is a good thing overall. The, the quality gets better. You know, yeah. we don't need vast amount of quantity. Just give us the quality, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, a, I, have a, I have a friend in the industry, and the and the conditions that they have to work in, work work under is, yeah. is pretty bad. It's almost almost like a slave labor situation. So I hope that that gets improved. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it on a good screen. I didn't really have any issues with the the CG other than uh, the Bodoc face, uh, which looked ridiculous. I feel like I should just grab a magnifying glass and just hold it here, and then that would be the same effect. Uh, but yeah, again, Jonathan Majors for sure. Uh, no one disputes that he was amazing in the movie. Um, so interesting, interesting to hear that. Uh, I, I did watch. Did you watch that? You know that pitch meeting gag that they always do on YouTube. The guy was like, "Oh, we got a we no. had a movie," and then he runs through the pitch. Um, no. Yeah, all, I I binged all of their Marvel ones lately, and they and they hit the nail on the head for like every single one of them. Um, and I don't know if I'm just blinded when I go to the movie. You know, you go with your friend or your buddy or your kids or whatever, and you're, you have your popcorn. You just go to have fun. Uh, but then. When you think about it, there's a lot of questions, especially with this movie. So yeah. we'll, leave, we'll leave that. If you haven't checked out a review, check out a review, um, and then yeah. we'll have to go. Uh, we'll have to maybe touch base with it again. But I don't know. I don't. I, I, do you think you're going to watch it again anytime soon? No. Anytime no. soon? No. No. Listen, I still haven't even <laughs> like seen 45 it. days. If it drops on Disney Plus, you are just no, scrolling no, past no. it. No, you know what? Maybe one of those like really rainy July days where like you can't you can't be out yeah. in the pool. So I'll throw it on maybe. Yeah. Um, but even then, there's so much. This is the problem, John. There's just so much to to watch. Today we got a uh, a trailer for um, uh, Ted Lasso season three. Yes. And I'm like, oh man, I want to go back and watch season one and two again. But I don't have the time. Like, there's just, and I know it, it's. Listen, this is a, a first world problem. It's a, priv- a, a privileged problem that I have so many streaming services to be able to watch all this shit on. But the problem is I don't have the time to go back to some of my favorite shows and rewatch them because I feel like we've got, I have a, a list just pounding me of things I got to watch, man. Yeah, there, oh, there's no works. shortage of content and Ted Lasso 100% is worth the rewatch for you, Rob. So, and that's one of the fun shows since you've already watched it, you can just turn around in the background and just enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, that's that season three trailer uh, looks pretty good. Uh, I don't want to watch too much of it because I'm worried about things getting spoiled. Yeah, you know, there's really not, there's nothing said really during the trailer. It's just a lot of, 
scenes of people walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mostly just music and, yeah. and, and short and short clips. Name that band, short. John. Name the band. What was the what was the band that was playing in the in the trailer? I don't know. I already forgot. Seriously? Seriously? No, here Rolling, I, I don't what? The Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. You can't always get what you want, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot what music was playing. I know who they are. <laughs> do you? I do. I, I love Beast of Burden. That's probably my favorite song. Um, but anyway, it's like that's like one of their slowest songs. That's your favorite Stone song? I don't know. I really like Beast of Burden for some reason. Isn't that, that's like from like their Steel Wheels album, man? That's like from I the 80s. I don't know. I don't know the division of albums. I just know their the greatest hits. Um, but anyways, Rolling Stones aside. Uh, <laughs> Okay, how so yeah, other, other than for me watching Ant Man as well, um, which I think was it was a lot of fun, uh, and I will probably not go back to watch it anytime soon. Uh, I did listen to uh, Kelly Slater. I don't know if you're familiar with Kelly Slater, pro surfer. Um, yeah, he was on Armchair Expert, so it's pretty. Yeah. It was pretty cool to hear his story. Um, surfing, Rob. What are your thoughts on surfing? Have you I gone surfing? Always you wanted, wanted to surf. I yeah. always wanted to try surfing, and I remember like really loving it as a teen. And yeah. Kelly Slater, I believe he was on one season of Baywatch. Am I wrong in that? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was on. I, knew it. I think he during the interview he says he was on seven episodes. Yeah. He didn't know what he was doing. He was only like twenty years old at the time, so it's a really cool interview. He talks about that. Um, this guy, this guy is like the definitive surfer, right? There's eleven plus uh, first place finishes, wins, all that kind of stuff. He just dominated the sport. Um, yeah, so much so that and then they had the video game, and he's got his whole wave generator yeah. thing but yeah i think surfing is i haven't done it it's on my bucket list for sure uh you think we're too old now though i am concerned i feel like i'm definitely if it if it gets put on my schedule at some point i feel like i'm gonna have to train to get there <laughs> yeah i saw yeah, a meme I, today I when it was like when you hit your 30s or something and it's like what have you done to me and then it's like uh my knees or something like that like your knees just yeah i don't think we could <laughs> we, we wouldn't do well we wouldn't do well john yeah all right all right all right so yeah that that i thought that was a lot of fun um to to hear his his story and then they do delve into uh, i like that a lot of these uh celebrities and famous people are talking about mental health which i think is a big concern uh, yes. nowadays so he does they do delve into that and some other things so it's a really interesting uh podcast if you've never listened to it dax shepherd um armchair expert uh fraser says his favorite rolling stone song is painted black yeah, painted black. Yeah. yeah, yeah, painted black or paint it black, right? Yeah, painted <laughs> black. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob not only had to say it on the stream, he had to message it on his. <laughs> you're one of those guys that has to be like uh, correct the you are and the your and the yeah. You're I'm, yeah. I'm that I'm that type of dickhead. That, that you could just let it go. No, no. <laughs> but you have to add that little comment hey, there. But uh, you know what? I'm going to redeem myself and say yeah, okay, uh, happy ahead. birthday to Fraser. Yes, happy belated birthday, Mr. Fraser. I did see uh, Fraser, Lewis, uh, Scott, and Amanda, and a whole gang of them on a Saturday, which is really oh, oh no Sunday, Sunday. Really cool to see. So I saw Rob the weekend before, and then I saw these guys the weekend afterwards. It's always fun to see everyone kind of hanging out once in a while. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody. Uh, so Rob, let's. Uh, I guess we we want to keep it moving. Anybody else yeah. with the weekend? Uh, let us know. We'll cycle back if anything. Uh, but what's new at Hero's World? I just wanted to bring up one thing, and it was what we were talking about at the beginning and the top of the show. Uh, is the new Hot Toys that's got Rob all flustered? Yeah, uh, it's going to be. Uh, shout out to Frazier, who did get his first Hot Toys on the weekend. I, I guess a, a late birthday gift to himself. But this is possibly Rob your first Hot Toy. It, if, yeah, if you pull the trigger. Be, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're talking about Batman '89. Um, 
what a way to start. That would that would uh this is your jam, Rob. I feel like anytime yeah. they drop something for this guy, uh, I think you picked up the Iron Studio statue. Um, I did, and, yep. And you've gotten a bunch of other merch related to this, probably the Legos and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the bat I assume you've looked at this. How happy are you with this uh, 89 Hot Toys? Yeah, really happy. So actually, so this is the second issue. This is like a version two. They had issued one a yeah. number of years ago, and I, I was recently watching some uh, YouTube reviews on it and some of that, and it looks really cool. But, uh, you know, they, they've added this uh, some changes to the face molds, and supposedly Hot Toys has gone, and they've they've they're not just reusing the same stuff that they did for version one. Like they've recasted and and there are some changes in, in, uh, in the suit and whatnot. So, and the cape. I think the cape was a problem with the first version, uh, yeah. according to people online. And that this one, they've they've changed the material. So, I'm like, I'm super stoked. Um, uh, you know, you know, obviously, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get it. I'm gonna have to. Like, I figure if if there was ever any hot toys I would get, it would be this one, and then it would yeah. be the. Batman Returns one, like if they ever really release oh, okay. that one again, because yeah. I love those two movies, right? Yeah. Um, but the one thing it's like, I, I'm yes, I, so definitely I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get it, man. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you've actually benefited from missing out on the first time because the technology keeps getting better and better on these yeah. hot toys, the fabrics, um, the the paints, the sculpts, and everything like that. Like this, this does look like all the faces he makes in the movie. These look yeah. like it to me, although I don't watch the movie as much as you do. Uh, but I'm pretty sure if you had issue, you would have said, hey, you know what? That doesn't quite look like Keaton. Um, I think the I, one on the left though, like where he's yeah. got his lips open, I think like that is best probably to like viewed top down. Like I think looking right yeah, kind at of like it, he's, he's like, like looking he up. To, yeah, yeah. Like the way it's, it's posted here, it's like he's at a kissing booth. I think <laughs> he's like he's, he's, lower, he's like the smolder. He's like the smolder from uh from yeah Jumanji. <laughs> right. And so if you're like looking at it down, I think that, that that looks a lot better, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I just love it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 would anything? Uh, well, this is the deluxe version, so it's going to come with this base. Do you know the significance of this base, Rob? Is it the clock tower at the end or something like that? Are are you testing me, or do you just not know? I I don't know. Oh yeah, that's the that's the, the top of the clock tower at the end. And in fact, on the bottom left picture, yeah, um, there's a step missing, and that's like where the Joker knocks out the step when Batman's hanging from uh from from there. So yes, that wow, you incredible nerd. We have had no prep for this, and Rob just knew that <laughs> off the top of his head that there's a random rock that fell out of that base. I I I, I pulled this as like a semi joke, but Rob, you nailed it. I can't I can't. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> I can't be mad at that. So one time my buddy Pat will come up with the nerdiest um, like piece of lore information, and I'll be like, I, I can't even make fun of it. I gotta, I, I gotta respect it, Rob. I gotta respect it. Yeah. How, what, what do you think has to happen for you to pull the trigger on the Batmobile and be able to explain that to your wife? Do you have to win the lottery? Do you have to sell a kidney? Um, probably move to a non-extraditing country. Like <laughs> you just have to bounce. You just have to leave. <laughs> yeah, leave a note and uh, maybe five hundred bucks and be like, you know, see you guys when you're older. Um, <laughs> because okay, so the problem is that when you're looking at the picture here, like yeah. I don't know if people understand what that scale looks like, but the the figure itself is a, I believe it's a one six scale. So. Yeah. You have to know that that is. I mean, it's a it's a fairly decent size scale. You have yeah. to know that that Batmobile dude has got to be what like 
like oh it's 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 it would be your entire if you had a decent sized coffee table it'd be your your coffee table yeah i've I've got i've got a random lego batman batmobile here which is kind of funny i'm I'm probably gonna drop it rob style but this is only like a one six scale maybe i mean not one six one twelve scale at the most right so that batmobile is probably going to be at least double this thing uh lewis we got to talk about this thing because this thing is just sitting here in my daughter's room uh anyways Um, I, I think that's cool. Uh, this time around for the Batmobile, they are not including the Shields shell because they had a whole bunch of production quality issues with it that, the first time around. Uh, but if you are interested in this, um, start saving up now uh, and hit me up. I'm not going to quote any prices right now on the Batmobile because it's going to be on the in the biggest box. You, you will have to rent a truck from Home Depot to get this home where you have to own a minivan. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is the Batman here. This is the deluxe version. Uh, yeah. The SRP is going to be 345 USD. Um, so if you are interested, hit me up. It's not out for a while, but you have to get your pre-orders in in the next month or so. So you, you're going to be waiting for this until September 2024, probably. Uh, yeah. But you have to let wherever you're getting it from. If you're getting it from me, awesome. If you're getting it from somewhere else, you got to kind of let them know uh, in advance, but it looks it looks wild. It's pretty awesome. Like I, I wouldn't blame you if this is your first hot toy as well. Yeah, and and I think like they they will sell a version without that uh, gargoyle. Yeah, without skin. without this without the statue, and you'll probably save good fifty bucks probably. Maybe I don't even know if it's that much. Um, but you don't have the photo of it. But John, um, they've also released another photo though showing the bat computer. Background. Yeah, I assume that is an upgrade or a diorama that they might do. No, there it's it, apparently it's a it's a set that they it is coming soon. Oh, okay, and and I, God knows how much that's going to be, right? Because like LED <laughs> lights behind the computer screens and everything, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, has, it has. I think it has the picture of the 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 Joker and and Vicky the Joker girls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, love that Joker. Yeah, with the smilex. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then they're like it can all the contaminants are contained within these products it's like oh crap get everything off the shelves folks yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. shout out to so, batman 89 <laughs> yeah um so anyways i i'm i'm you know what john just put me down for for one of those uh deluxe editions because I, I have to get it so yeah <laughs> all right we're, we're penciling robin um he'll make can make us like a five dollar a week payment plan on that uh, the cost of one starbucks coffee uh and you can support rob in his endeavor to yeah <laughs> Go fund me. Help me get my hot toys. Yeah. Fra- yeah. Frazier said Lewis is at maximum capacity for Legos. Um, uh, maybe you can hang this from your roof or something, Lewis. I- I'm yeah. just looking for a place to store it. I, I got to say, I'm also a little bit surprised and upset that Gord hasn't clicked in with a hot toys joke about something else, but that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we still have uh, that. that I don't know if you guys remember. Throwback, the Robin with the amazing cod piece uh, should be hitting store shelves now. Uh, yeah. So if you did pre-order that, uh, look forward to getting that in the mail. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that was from Batman Forever. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Sonar Batman and and the I forgot what the Robin is called. Uh, but Robin, hilarious. <laughs> big Robin, <dick> Robin. <laughs> with with an exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, Chris O'Donnell's like got the big grin on his face and going, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check me out, ladies. <laughs> but anyways, that that's it. That's all I had for kind of like just things coming out cool at the shop uh hit me up we do we are running what are we running this week rob uh i am running the one piece uh trading card game uh, okay pre-release event on saturday so if you want details on that hit me up on the socials or ch- check the store page it'll be updated hey i have a quick question for you before we move yeah. on to the news how is superman number one going uh doing because i've heard nothing but amazing reviews yeah, yeah it's, it's selling really well we had the regular cover and we also had the cool uh, phantom projector green 
foily cover. We had the Lois Lane first first mention of her as the chief of the Daily Planet and stuff. And the book looks amazing. It's a really fun read. Um, people have been picking it up, so I think people are itching for new Superman stuff. Um, so I look forward to seeing what what happens with this book. Yeah. I think is it issue number two? Is it the John Boy Myers doing a wraparound cover? I think. I think he's doing yeah, like a big uh, spread spread cover. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel Josh Williamson, I think, tweeted out the video, uh, the, the picture of it. It looks gorgeous. So John Boy Myers, obviously a friend of the shop, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good friend. Uh, he sent us a bunch of stuff during the pandemic, which was really yeah. nice of him. Uh, and we just we always order whatever covers he drops in. I think we have his latest art book in stock. So if you're looking for some inspiration, uh, drop by and get some art books. Uh, yeah. That's right. I remember that during the pandemic. He, he did the uh, the get um, the stuff, right? I grabbed a, a Spider-Man signed by him as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, did, he did a bunch of really cool stuff for yeah. us. Sent us a box of stuff. So really, really cool dude. Uh, yeah. So I, I always love following him on whatever he's doing. Yeah. So Gord said he's too busy eating, Rob. Otherwise, he yeah. would have definitely uh, chimed in on your hot toys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Hot toys. All right, Rob, let me kick it to you for the news before we All right, get buddy. Uh, too caught up on something. Here. Uh, so, John, we're going to kick off tonight's news with an update to a previous news story that we talked about a year ago or so. And that is a Netflix adaptation of Something is Killing the Children. Uh, now, a year or more, it was announced that Boom Studios comic by James Tinney and the Fourth had been an option by Netflix as a series. Uh, and then word came that Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mask creator Mike Flanagan was going to be overseeing the series. But then Mike Flanagan pfft, took off. Um, Netflix last fall, he's handed it over to Amazon. Um, so Something is Killing the Children was kind of left in limbo. Until last week, when it was announced that Netflix had re-upped the deal with uh, Baron Bo Ador and Yante Fries, who are the creators of the hit series Dark and the not-so-hit series 1899. <laughs> <laughs> Although was, it, 1899, was it at least critically acclaimed? Was it, critically it was. Acclaimed? It, it did well, but not as well as Dark. Um, now, even though it didn't fare as well as Dark, I actually I think that these two are absolutely perfect to take on something is killing the children. I think if they apply that dark style of filmmaking, like the small towns, the forests, like everything, if you watch dark and then you've read like the first half of, or, you know, even the first couple of trades of something that's killing the children, you'll be like, Oh shit, these guys will totally be able to pull off this style of, of storytelling with their style of filmmaking. So not that I didn't think Mike Flanagan could have, but I just feel like this is such a great pairing. So uh, I'm super stoked for it. Uh, I think James Tinian is exceptionally, he was on, on social media, really happy about that it's, you know, that his project is back um, being developed and that these two from Dark are going to be taking it on. So I know that you didn't see Dark, John, but um, you are a fan of something. Yeah, no, knowing knowing that, you, that, yeah, that this is a dream team for you, uh, moving yeah. on to this book that you are also familiar with. Um, I, I'm excited for sure. This is Boom Studios' top selling book. Um, they also have Berserk, the Keanu Reeves project, and uh, Once in Future, which is the spin on King Arthur. So they have a lot of like hits that came out and were picked up for something. So yep. I think this is one of the first things that we're seeing coming. Uh, a little bit more things attached to it that it, that it's gonna it's materializing finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. I mean, and you think about it. There's, there's a, I mean, listen, he's created this whole world with this story, right? You got the. Yeah. Erica House Slaughter. Slaughter. I don't remember the name of her Slaughter. I don't remember the name yeah, of House, her. House of Slaughter is another book that yeah. runs alongside of it. And, and they're, they're, they're definitely branching it into a, a, 
a full-fledged universe yeah yeah so you know listen I, i'm hoping that we get some information by the end of this year as to when i know it sounds crazy we're only in on the on the precipice of march but hopefully by the end of this year we get some information as to when production will start on that series uh speaking of production john production weekly has confirmed that matt reeves the batman 2 uh will start production this november and as you may remember it was announced that the Robert Pattinson sequel has released date of October 3rd, 2025. I am super excited for this one. Uh, they have already started filming the Penguin series for HBO Max. Uh, and now you've got a, you know, a, a confirmed production start date of Batman 2. With the understanding that j sometimes filming doesn't always start during production. It could just be like they're building sets and whatnot. So filming may not start until the end of this year, maybe beginning of next. But... I'm super stoked. I I love the Batman movie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's slated for uh, it's 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 advancing up higher on the list of rewatch for me, uh, and I've already seen it twice, which is I think pretty good for a yeah for a new a newer modern movie. So I definitely and, and I'm and I'm looking keeping an eye out for uh, a a version to purchase of so a steelbook or something drops it in front of me. I'm I'm, I'm picking I, it up. I, I did enjoy that. I, 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 I'm, I'm so like, uh, enamored with this movie, John. I was even thinking yeah. of like, Oh, I wonder if they have a hot toys off of Pattinson's they do? and they do. And I was like, oh. it's not out yet, which is kind of weird because the movie was pushed back. We'll probably see it right around the corner. There's multiple versions of that as well too. Um, yeah. and I believe there is a version of that Batmobile coming as well in the bike. I think the motorbike or something like that. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Slippery slope, uh, folks. Slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to move. This is what drives me kind of crazy, though, is that, like, the Flash movie is coming out in a few months, and they're releasing <laughs> that 89 Batman, like, a year and a half after drops. But whatever. I digress. Yeah. Um, let's move to the MCU with the next story. And that was, it was reported last week that Stephen Yun of Walking Dead and Nope fame, as well as an Academy Award nominated actor for Minari, uh, and the voice of Invincible on Amazon Prime has been cast in an unknown role in the Thunderbolts. According to Deadline, which broke the story, uh, the role will not only be significant for the Thunderbolts movie, but for the MCU in future films. So, John, do you have any guesses as to who Steven will be playing or maybe hope he'll be playing? It's, it's attached to Thunderbolts. I don't really have anything that fits into that theme. But they did recently redo uh, Iron Fist as a new character, an Asian character. So I wonder if it's something like that. But I don't know. I, I don't really have a guess for it. But would one. Iron Fist, you think, be that significant to the MCU? And and so, some people have speculated. Sentry. Mm -hmm. Sentry. The, 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 the role that they were tossing around potentially for Henry Cavill. And, right. And if anyone's seen Sentry, I wish I had the figure within reach here. He's, he's a blonde haired white dude <laughs> so it yeah. would be crazy casting i think he does steve you and i think he also did a voice on troll hunters as well which is yeah a, a caucasian bully type character which is really funny uh so yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I can't think of any i guess the problem is i'm hung up on the fact that they're saying it's for it's a major it's a major part that like for future mcu films i feel like I'm they like, say that for everything though <laughs> yeah it could just Every, be everything major part of the mcu you know, yeah. for this one season and then you're never gonna see it again but, right yeah, yeah fair enough yeah. um all right uh now we could discuss john how ant-man and the wasp quantumania had a 70 percent drop in the weekend box office over last but no 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 free fall like tom petty huh? yeah hey, here you go buddy <laughs> 
Instead, we're uh, end, uh, we're going to continue tonight's news on what you described last week, John, as the best news you've heard since you read about a Murder, She Wrote reboot. And that is Warner Brothers and New Line Cinemas have announced a new set of movies set in Middle Earth are going to be made. That's right, John. You're excited. We're getting more Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, and look, you can't even contain your excitement. You're giddy with excitement, man. This is great for you, buddy. And more extended versions and... You know, we're walking around <laughs> <laughs> come on man i know you're excited now that you know there was some uh some conversation online uh is this too much lord of the rings i mean amazon does have yes, this massive yes, it is. <laughs> uh, rings of power however amazon doesn't have the rights to a number of characters uh that could be showcased in these new movies that warner brothers would have has the rights to which Supposedly, they bought from a, a a game company based out of Europe. Some tabletop gaming company purchased oh, yeah. the rights to these characters after the movies, and they own the rights. So they had to like essentially license it out from this tabletop company to if so like Aragorn and all these other things. So it's yeah, interesting. You know, Games Workshop does produce uh, a Middle Earth. I think it's been rebranded as Middle Earth. It used to be called Lord of the Rings. Uh, so it could be them or it could be, yeah, there, there's way to industries or something that does the statues and all that kind of stuff. It could be any number of things. Bizarre. Yeah, it is. But I mean, are you, listen, <laughs> are, you gonna be rushing? are you rushing the theater to see more Lord of the Rings, John? No. When the, okay. So when's it going to take place? Do I now have to watch Lord of the Rings one, two, three, and then the three there's, is there three pre prequels? Uh, oh, is, Hobbit, is, yeah. is Hobbit three movies? It should then, never have been, but it is. Yeah, yeah, and then do I have to then watch Rings of Power? Like, it, it's too much content. I'm, I won't consume it. Um, and game, uh, what's it called? The original movies were so huge at the time, and I never and I managed to avoid them forever. So I've, I think I've only seen Fellowship of the Ring. But Rob, how, are you super excited? I know everyone was super disappointed with uh, the Hobbit. If yeah, I, I hated the Hobbit. I actually really quite enjoy Lord of the Rings. I like the extended editions. Those are the only ones I will watch. I watch them probably once every couple of years because it mm -hmm. is like a commitment uh saw him a couple years ago and i showed him to my son he quite enjoyed them I, yeah. like i feel like i'm right now i feel like i'm due for a rewatch in the next three months i feel like I, I i you know you know how people who have like arthritis they can feel when it's gonna rain yeah their joints are getting achy <laughs> i get that feeling for certain movies and shows i'm like i feel like i'm gonna be watching this soon so I have a funny feeling. <laughs> got that hankering for some lord of the rings do, well, i think like we're gonna be doing hey how was your weekend sometime in june or july and you're like dude i watched the lord of the rings trilogy and you'll be like oh my god we talked about this at the end of february so. yeah yeah i remember hearing about people watching the extended cuts in theater yeah theaters like three movies in a row which is like a whole weekend's commitment so uh, yeah all the power to you if, if that's your thing but uh, not for me. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. Well, this might be your thing, John, because lastly right. tonight, a shout out to Canadian icon Ryan Reynolds, whose maximum effort will be building a 1.2 million square foot studio right in the backyard of Heroes World in Markham, Ontario, Canada. Now, obviously, this is huge for the province of Ontario and the country, as a studio will be used for movie and TV productions. But this is also huge news for Heroes World co-owner Andre who broke out his aviation gin bottle and took some shots in celebration of his favorite Canadian actor coming to Markham and possibly bringing some of that Ryan Reynolds charm to the store. So. <laughs> yeah, he was spotted all around town. I got several friends who've, uh, well, not several, like a, a handful of friends who got to 
lucky enough to bump into him, take a picture with him, uh, which is pretty cool. So yeah, sure, bring bring Ryan Reynolds to uh, to Markham for sure. He's got he's got a lot of good company here. So hey, you got uh, <laughs> you'll have uh, Kamala Khan versus Deadpool in the store. I mean, how do you go wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that John is the news, my friend. All right. Thank you, Mister Rob. But in all Thank seriousness, you. actually, that is a huge thing. Like that's a. To, I mean, you know, you know, we can like we can go on a tangent about the the yeah. his maximum effort stuff and his production company, but you know, John, he's put he's he's uh joined up with Remington Group. You know, the the um the real estate. You know, a lot of those malls are owned by the Remington Group. Across from where oh, I used to work by the um, um, by you, that mall, it's all Remington, right? Remington owned properties. He's teamed up with them to put a bid in for the Ottawa Senators, and part of that bid did specify that he would be the kind of like the face of the team for the, and would use maximum effort as part of the marketing. That would be the production for the marketing of the the uh, of the the team. I hope, I hope his, I hope his logo is on the front of the jersey. Sure, man. <laughs> his face. Yeah, his face. Yeah. Drinking aviation gin. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, so, you know, you can't help but wonder if this kind of, you know, makes a lot of sense that we might be talking about, um, you know, co-owner of the Ottawa Senators, Ryan Reynolds, pretty soon. So, yeah, it, it'd be interesting in a hometown, hometown hero, right? Uh, it'd be nice to bring a big studio here uh, in in Markham, or, or I know there's a lot of studios around and Vancouver comes to mind and things like that. So uh, it makes sense. A lot of, a lot of, uh, things being done here in Canada. So uh, bring it on, Mr. Reynolds. And we'll, yeah, and, and we'll bring your more. Mint Mobile up here too while you're at it. Because <laughs> what the hell? We need that shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. New cell phone plans for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mr. Rob. Uh, anything else we need to talk oh, about? Oh, God, Steve. Steve. No, it's not. It's gin. It's an aviation gin, not vodka. Come on. <laughs> Vodka hits hard, man. Uh, but anyway, gin is good though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out. Maybe we'll do a test taste testing. Uh, but thank you everybody for sticking with us for the news, random store stuff, and uh, how was your week? Uh, so, do we want to dive into our movie now, Rob? We're, we're running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what, what did we watch this week, Rob? Because we were on a Tony Scott kick. Uh, we watched True Romance, and then it led into this movie, I believe. No, we're missing Days of Thunder. <laughs> oh, Days of Thunder. But we did watch True Romance, right? Yeah, it started off True with romance. True Romance, Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, the, oh, the link was True Romance into Days of Thunder, yeah. into Unstoppable, and we'll probably continue the Tony Scott train uh, later on uh, in the month of March, I believe, right? Or something like that. I don't know what the No, is. we're not doing that at all. No? That wasn't the no. equalizer plan? No? No, yes, but he's the, he. he he didn't do Equalizer, man. That's yeah, but he was Man on Fire. I think that I thought that was a showdown. Equalizer. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's we're doing Denzel. Yes, you're right. Okay, let's talk <laughs> Unstoppable, folks. Uh, now, this movie is based on a real life incident. John Unstoppable was released on November the twelfth, twenty ten, and would mark the last movie that acclaimed director Tony Scott would direct before his passing in twenty twelve. Uh, starring Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, and Rosario Dawson, the movie had a budget of about ninety million dollars and brought in one hundred and sixty eight million at the box office. Filming took place uh, in over a dozen areas throughout Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and New York during the daytime using rail lines that were used for freight transportation in the evenings. Now, here's your Canadian connection, folks. Some of the trains used were borrowed from the Canadian Pacific Railway. 
Uh, Unstoppable was nominated for Oscar for Best Sound Editing, but it did lose out to Inception that year. Uh, the movie was met with some decent critical responses upon its release. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the movie holds an 87% critics rating and a 72% audience score. There are huge fans of this movie. Christopher Nolan, the director of Inception, he has gone on record saying that the tension that is made in this movie is what helped him in the tension for Dunkirk. Quentin Tarantino is a huge fan and apparently just recently posted on a podcast that he considers this one of the better action movies of the last decade or so. Uh, I think where John kind of got this idea to watch this. So, John, are you hopping aboard this train ride or do you prefer Thomas the Tank Engine as your motor? <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine I've always found creepy as hell, especially that mean-looking train called Gordon or whatever. Uh, yeah. Really Really Every creepy we know, <laughs> unassociated with that, with that. Gordon. Yeah, um, <laughs> Gordon that we know, Thomas the Tank, the Bare Naked Ladies album. Every Gordon is just <laughs> right. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, yeah, yeah, grumpy. There we go, another. It's one. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unstoppable, fantastic ride. Um, Man, this is a fun movie, I think, Rob, right? Uh, I don't know if it is going to end up being the best of the Tony Scott movies, uh, but it, it was a, a high note for him to go out on, and it, it kind of leaves you wondering what would have came uh, after this, um, uh, what, what he would have got to. Uh, but overall, I still I still love this movie. Sometimes you're worried that these movies, uh, once you kind of know the outcome and you kind of kind of have an idea of what's going to happen, it's not as intense. But uh, I feel like this was this is still like uh, you could stand up watching this almost like you're watching it on the news. Like uh, I had it on my TV in the in the, in the kitchen and I was kind of like standing up for the whole last uh, last half of the movie. I was just like standing up watching it like I was watching a, like events unfold on the news. But thank God it's a fictional. Well, based on a true story, but exaggerated, uh, sure. I, I believe. Um, but I think it's still great. Uh, Rob, how, how, do you, how do you feel about this movie, uh, watching it again in 2023? When you mentioned this movie, I was like, what? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, I, and then yeah, I you forgot, couldn't really remember it when we went. Right. right. I forgot that I had seen it. And so I was like, oh, I saw the poster for it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this rewatching this movie again. Like a lot of these movies, if I haven't seen in a long time, watch my, yeah, whatever. I, because I had kind of forgotten about this, I was quite enjoying it. And I also, so I took a look. Like, this movie takes place in 2001. Uh, the incident happened in May. And this is like, um, it, I forgot, like, this is pre-9-11. This is pre, like, where you had news media were literally, like, flying on top of that train yeah. following it. And you're like, oh, that's there's no way they would do that. But back then they did. This is like the era of... The, you know, really the birth of 24-hour news channels. Uh, like, the, you, had, you, you had CNN from the 80s, but then you had Fox and CNBC and everything else. And this is also a few years just after the OJ, you know, Bronco yeah. and the, and the hell Like, so media were everywhere. So that was a pre-realistic. What I got to say, though, is that if I didn't know that Tony Scott directed this movie, John, I, yeah. I and this is not a slight, but I, you would have, I you could have convinced me this is done by Michael Bay. Like the color palettes look <laughs> yeah, very, okay. the way that some of like the action uh, was shot, like the, you know, with the trains coming at you and then all of a sudden you have this like zoom camera going the opposite way of the train, right? Uh, you know, overhead. I was like, oh, this is very Michael Bay-ish. And I was like trying yeah. to think like what movies had been out that Bay had directed, but it felt like 
Tony Scott was doing a, a Michael Bay, you know, maybe an homage to some of his movies. Um, but he, he has been kind of compared, like Tony Tony Scott has been kind of compared to the Michael Bay of, I guess, that era. If you went back back to uh, when Tony Scott was like big, big, right? Yeah, I, I even like the color tones, like I, you yeah. know, like the kind of the muted gray, and then like the really kind of like that hot yellow orangish kind of hue that they were using for certain scenes as well. It was like very reminiscent of Michael Bay stuff. So, um, but all that to be said, like I really enjoyed it, and Christopher Nolan was right. This this does have like moments of tense, and like you said, you're watching it going, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching the news because you, you know you're like, oh shit, these guys, this is crazy, right? So yeah, yeah. And I, I don't remember that, how, what the length. Do you remember what the length of the movie is? Is it 90 minutes only or something like that? I, I think it's pretty tight. It's an hour and 45 or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do. Th- I do think like <laughs> we. I also. I didn't. I kind of forgot again. Well, I forgot about this movie. And I fired it up. Uh, in the middle of last week, or whatever it was, or the end of the yeah. week, and we've just come off of that train derailment in the U.S. Yeah. within the last week with like the chemicals and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, bad timing!" But it adds a, a a certain sense of like realism to to this movie, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 jump a little bit. You guys, let us know your thoughts of Unstoppable. If you rewatched it with us, or if you remember it from when it first released, I didn't check check it out in theaters because I wasn't really going to theaters. Um, I think at the time that this dropped, and I and I found I discovered it late. I think I, it had kind of come and gone, and then I watched it on video, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good!" Like, and, and I am a and I'm a big Denzel fan, so I'm surprised that I missed it on the first time around. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the cast since we're bringing up Denzel. We got Denzel Washington, we got Chris Pine, we got Rosario Dawson, uh, we've got TJ uh, TJ Miller, Miller. <laughs> which actually I think his part was actually not bad in this one. I, I actually I actually. Yeah. Like, Despite whatever is going on with him right now, I thought he was actually pretty good in this. Sometimes I find him really annoying in things that he's in, um, and and I and I don't know who played the who played the the, the guy in the truck. That guy was awesome. Yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt or whatever he comes and yeah. like saves the day at the end. That guy was, I guess, like the unsung hero. But how, how do you feel about uh, Pine and, and Denzel? And then and then you add Dawson to the mix, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's so crazy to see a very young Chris Pine, right? I mean, this movie is like I said, it's thirteen years ago. Um, um pelham one two three um yeah um yeah i thought it was great i thought they did a really good um they they worked well off each other they had they thought they had good chemistry yeah um and and i you know i think it's always difficult for okay so like rosario dawson all the group that were in this the the central hub right they're having to react to events and to and to people that that you know they're not seeing it they're just acting yeah. in, a, in a sound stage and they're having conversations with these actors that aren't there i always yeah. think it's really tough like when you are part of an ensemble movie but you are separated from the rest of the team and i think that's always oh, that's really tough so i thought they did a very very good job of of selling that movie um, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't even th- that didn't even occur to me, it, but it, it did have a similar feel to one of his other movies, Enemy of State, which I do love with Will Smith yeah. and Gene Hackman, where it's kind of like there's there's dudes in a there's people in a room like kind of trying to control things, but uh, every, everyone just did a really good job. And the and the back and forth, you would never think that they uh, like she's not playing off the other guy from the big corporate office and whatever like that. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Pine, relatively uh, new to this, I think he was in Star Trek. Um, and then, and then, kind of this yeah, came he did along. A few things, yeah, and then he, he kind of exploded things. after this into 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 like this uh, 
one of Hollywood's top dogs, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think him him and Denzel, I think, play off really well. The whole thing at the beginning, they're not they're not really driving and getting together. Uh, and then even though they had very short time together, you feel you feel when they kind of start to start to click together. Yeah. Uh, and and then they start working together. Um, I love it when Denzel Washington is like busting his chops uh, for just random stuff. He's like he's like busy on the phone. Like what a day for that guy. Uh, all the stuff that he's going through and on top of all this. Uh, but I thought it played the way they laid it all out uh, was played really well. Um, hey, I just want to clarify. So, so Gord said he he's pretty sure Desert Storm was a birth at 24 News Hour Channel, yeah. which he's right. Yes, Desert Storm back in 1991 definitely was. I was just referring to the fact that at this time, then you had Fox, you had CNBC, you had HLN Network, and then you had the um, uh, you had a lot of these. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Excitement. Uh, you would see, you know, these uh, helicopters and reporters were were everywhere, and just you know, I can't. Remember, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they were they were constantly bombarding you with these uh sensational stories that were happening right so that's kind of what i meant back in 2001 um yeah anyways. yeah in that, in that whole element i think i think tony scott used uh, every time i've heard about this movie he used real reporters as much as he could uh yeah. so it seemed it seemed pretty authentic and the idea of the reporters being able to fill in these random uh you know exposition dumps or whatever you want to call it was was pretty handy yeah um, it was so, right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so overall like we love this cast um what what do what do we uh i don't think we're throwing this movie in the fire right rob so we don't have no. to save anything from the fire uh but maybe we have a favorite scene um do you have a scene that pops out in your mind that, that you really that you really like to watch i really like the the first portion where they where they attach to the other train and they couple together and then all this yeah. grain comes flying out and Chris yeah, yeah, yeah. like 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 just eating all this chunks of stuff and then and then you see his foot get crushed which looked brutal um uh, and denzel has like the best line for it they're like, they're like how, how is he and denzel's just like um he's he's different <laughs> i'm, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. like who came up with that was that an ad lib was that written like that's totally a denzel thing to say because like you couldn't just say yeah he hurt his foot you had yeah. to say yeah yeah he's, he's he's different but yeah do you, do you have a favorite scene uh, is it, is it uh, no, i really like that because he, he did injure his foot it was really funny because he gets back into the cab uh, and he and Denzel throws him a uh, uh, duct tape to tape up his foot, and I was like, I've seen this just recently, and I was like, oh yeah, like the episode before last night's La uh, Last of Us, <laughs> Joel taped up his boot, and I was like, what's with people taping up their boots with duct tape? Um, so I, you know, I was just maybe laugh, but yeah, that scene was really really cool. Um, and honestly, the scene where Ned gets. Uh, Chris Pine to jump off of the yeah. uh, off the train into the back of the truck. And he's trying to time it, right? And he's like, you know, he's, he's telling him not to be a wussy, but he was using the P word. And he goes, just do it, jump in. And I'm like, he's, he's just traveling at like 70 miles an hour. And you got yeah. to and he, and he doesn't know who this guy is. This guy is just in a red truck, just pulling up. And I think I forgot who had to ask him, Denzel or, or Chris Pine is like, is, is that is that for us? Is that uh, is that part of us, or is that just some psycho driving right. down the street to well, keep the up? The thing is, you have to understand, like it's also physics. Like you're jumping off a train at the same speed that it's going, you have to be able to match jumping into a truck. Like it, you know, it's not as easy as you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to jump. And then <laughs> this is not like, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not Fast and the Furious. Because he would have jumped and he would have held onto the railing, and then he would have slid around the top of the car onto the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to hop onto the front of the train, like, and then to, then you hear like the news guys. To your point, 
with the exposition going, oh, they're running out of track. They're running out of road. This, you know, and you're like, just go. And you see the guys in the, telling you, just drive, drive it, Drew, go. Like, and you're just, you're just right there with them, right? Yeah, so yeah. you don't, you don't have the infinite runway like in Fast and the Furious. So it's like, right, you're, you're yeah, out of space. They did a really yeah. good job of selling that. I, I was saying, you know what, the best solution for this runaway train would have been, uh, pop Michelle Yo onto a dirt bike, and she could just hop onto the train and problem solved. <laughs> there you go. That was the only well, solution I could come up with. What was more tense, this train running out of track or Back to the Future Part 3? <laughs> I don't remember three. I haven't watched three in a long time, but I know they attached the time machine to a railroad track, right? And it becomes a locomotive uh, time machine, right? Right, yeah. But they have it, to get, they're running out of track. It hasn't been finished and they got to get, that thing's got to get up to 88 miles per hour and they're having a tough time. It's a lot of coal. Anyways, yeah, oh, all right. <laughs> so a lot of great scenes. If we missed one, folks, that definitely chime in uh, with with that. Um, let's 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 jump quickly to uh, it, is is this Tony Scott's best movie? Then, Rob, in your opinion, or no, is it I one of I, I? It could be in my top three, maybe. But he's done a lot, even with just him and Denzel. He's done a bunch with him and Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is his best. It's definitely not his best movie, but that's not taken away from this movie. This movie is really good. Um, it's just shitty that he died like a year and a half after this movie was released, right? Um, yeah. uh, cause you know, goodness knows what we would have gotten, um, uh, afterwards, right? So, yeah, I like, uh, I like how tight this movie, this, this movie feels like nothing's wasted. There's no extra things no. in it that, that, that's no. not really necessary, I think. And they managed mm -hmm. to squeeze stories in for everybody and kind of make you care about all the characters. Um, so yeah, I don't know if, if I would consider it his I don't think it would be number one in my list. I think that's reserved for Man on Fire, probably, um, and, and maybe maybe Top Gun. I don't know. Um, and then he's got more Denzel movies. He, like right after this movie finished, Rob. Next on the thing came Deja Vu, which was oh, also yeah. Denzel and Tony Scott, which has got a sci-fi slant to it, uh, yeah. which I do remember quite enjoying, although I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, you guys, let us know if this would be your top Tony Scott movie or not. Do you have something that trumps uh, it then, Rob? Did you have an example of something that you thought was better than this? Or not better, that you would choose over this, I guess. You know, but it's so tough because actually this is a, a really enjoyable movie, right? Like there's no... This is the thing I like about some of these movies. We talked about this when we were doing our uh, 80s and 90s action recaps. Yeah. Uh, the brackets is that you didn't rely or have to rely on what we have in Ant-Man 3 with like tons of special effects to drive yeah. a story the story was what drove it, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the effects were practical and it was, it was, it was thrilling. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I can't think of any other of his movies. Like obviously, you know, Top Gun is really, ex I, I think this is one of his most accessible movies, uh, accessible movies though. Meaning that I think Top Gun, you, I think it, it hits for a certain type of crowd um yeah, yeah. i think this one anybody could easily sit and watch it especially knowing that it's kind of based on real events yeah i think it also draws a lot more people in yeah uh, yeah, yeah. so you're like you're having a party with a bunch of people you kind of know maybe co-workers friends friends of friends with their significant others you can pop on unstop uh unstoppable easily and everyone's glued to their couch for everyone's glued to the screen for right. Ninety. Well, because I think minutes. if you if you're like oh you're gonna throw on Tony Scott film like, oh you Top Gun okay you know listen you know it's uh, fighter jets and Tom Cruise like 
right off the bat, you know what it is. Yeah. But when you're watching something like this, you don't have any preconceived notion. All you know is based on a true story. And it's about a runaway train. Like, all right, cool. And if you can get that Soul Asylum song out of your head, and get in. <laughs> oh, now it's in my head. That's in my head. <laughs> it's good. A good song. It's a good song, right? It's not a bad yeah, song. All right. Uh, well, Sarah- uh, Runaway Train, the song yeah. was featured in the movie Clerks, John, directed by Kevin Smith. And in Clerks 2, featured an actor by the name of Ethan Suppley, who happened to be in this movie, John. He was the guy who, <laughs> who screwed up and oh, started this movie or whatever. Like, this guy screwed up and he's going to be yeah. held accountable. Yeah, he had that photo. <laughs> um, uh, but now Ethan Suppley, uh, obviously back in the day, was known for his, his, his uh, uh, large frame is now like this crazy body. He's builder. like a tank. Yeah, he's like super yeah. muscular, like big guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm checking out. Have you heard of this movie that Sarah keeps mentioning, The Gray? Yes, that is with uh, Alec Baldwin and um, uh, what's his face? Um, Liam Neeson? Uh, no, 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 no. Is that uh, a different movie? I'm looking at the wrong movie here. Oh, wait. Which movie are you looking at? Maybe. I was, lo- I was looking at The Gray. Is it The Gray? Okay, so maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. Gray? I see a gray here, Sarah, with. Uh... Liam Neeson. I don't know if this is off topic or is this is a Tony. This is not a Tony Scott movie. Uh, maybe looking at something else. Is there? Oh yeah, movie? you might be right. The Gray. Yeah, with Liam Neeson. I was thinking, what the hell was I thinking of then? <laughs> now I gotta figure out um, Alec Baldwin movie. <laughs> uh, the The Edge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Edge with um, with a bear, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Is that's that a bear right. in it. What? Do they fight a bear? I think they fight a bear. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. what I yeah. was thinking of. But the gray, <laughs> yes, with Liam Neeson. Um, I, I don't remember if I saw that or not. I think I have. I don't know. I've we've seen so many shit, John. I don't remember half of the stuff we've seen. <laughs> I don't understand the attachment to this thread, though. <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> like Joe Carnahan has nothing to do with. <laughs> oh my god. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right, Sarah, let us know. <laughs> oh, maybe it's not. Okay, she thought it was a Tony Scott movie. Uh, so shout out to that. Yeah, but I definitely put Man on Fire above uh, this movie just because I just I just really love that movie. Uh, so we're going to have to revisit that. Well, um, and we will. So sometime in March, we are going to be watching Man on Fire. I haven't seen it since it first came out. I wasn't really... Uh, I was lukewarm on the movie. So we're going to go back and we're going to be doing a Denzel face-off, John. Yeah. Of of man on fire versus the equalizer <laughs> face off, <laughs> face off, which is going to be interesting because uh, I love Antoine Fuqua, I love Denzel Washington, but for some reason the first watch of Equalizer, uh, I wasn't super huge fan of it. So uh, I will definitely re- give that another try. Uh, Rob, can I ask this question? For a couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Unstoppable, very similar in theme oh, to oh, Speed, I this. <laughs> right? But but it's not. If if someone talks about great action movies, you're and and you had Unstoppable and Speed on a scale, uh, right. speed, speed is gonna is gonna win this uh, fight no matter what you do. Is do you can you pinpoint exactly why? Maybe is it because of Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock chemistry? Maybe um, or well, because think, it was I the think... birth of this style of movie? Maybe because it was the originator and Unstoppable is so late in the game now. Well, first of all, thank you for not choosing Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. Um... <laughs> We're not doing train related movies. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I think the I think so. Frazier earlier in the comments said he didn't know if he would classify this as an action movie as more of a drama. Okay, but I yeah. think that ties into your question because I think speed is looked as an action movie because yeah. okay, yes, the bus can't drop below 55 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, but you you have you know, you have Sandra Bullock in like as you know, at the beginning really of her career, and you're like totally transfixed as Annie. Uh, yeah. and then you have Keanu Reeves, who's the cop. Yeah, right, a, and a cop. Have, so he's like, and they're trying to defuse the bombs. And you have, um, um, oh, help me out, John. What, uh, the guy, what's his name? Oh, his name's Harry in the movie. Um, oh, well, Jeff Daniels, but no, the, the, the bad guy. Fuck, oh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, man, I'm getting old. I'm starting to forget people's say. <laughs> I hope it's not. Indigenous. We just saw, we just saw Dennis Hopper in True Romance. I know. So my brain, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I gotta stop uh, doing troops. Um, and then you've got Dennis Hopper, who's like you know crazy, you know, you know, uh, uh, villain. So yeah. I think that as if people are like, oh, you gotta watch. It's like this motor transportation is going like super fast, and they gotta stop it. People are gonna say, I'll take speed. I don't think people are yeah. gonna think of Unstoppable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though I think I would argue that Unstoppable is a tighter movie. That's like more kind of like like this is everything's tied together there's no like kind of like like speed once they get off the bus you have this awkward thing where they're now on a subway and it's kind of it's kind of like it's a little bit weird right and then even the beginning they have the whole elevator sequence which is great but everything in the movie like doesn't flow as well as unstoppable but i think every time speed's going to win this fight yeah um yeah yeah so yeah steve says speed is a non-stop thrill ride uh it's, it has some moments where it stops but uh but could you imagine what speed would have been in the hands of like a tony scott yeah like i don't i don't even remember who is the director of speed a, a big yeah dn devont it was like his first movie yeah but he is not like tony scott is like action movie royalty right when you think of his his name um uh lewis asked should we watch enemy of state we 100 percent should I, I actually quite enjoy that i've seen that movie more times than i probably should have is the phrase oh. that kind of goes with that movie I've only seen it like once maybe twice it's really good for some, just something about it. Um, huh. but anyways, <laughs> especially now with the whole conspiracy of like everything you do is being tracked. Um, yeah. If they remade that nowadays, I think they could easily sell it. So, uh, John, but, I have a question for you as a tech guy. I know we're winding down here, but yeah. like, were you completely enamored with the flip phones? <laughs> I thought it's. I thought they were. <laughs> I, you, I'm like, watching... I, hope, I hope they have like snake on them because I want to like you know hit my yeah. <laughs> imagine like I, I was like why does he take a picture of something I'm like oh man the pictures on these flip phones was like atrocious back then right like it looks like you're taking a picture of like the inside of your pocket like it's so so fuzzy right uh, the resolution on the screen like the, when it, he would flip it open he would see his wife's picture I was like wow that resolution was not <laughs> that crystal clear on those phones back in 2001 thank yeah. you but no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm kind of rewatching Breaking Bad, and the, and he's got the flip phones, uh, and and it's just really funny to see these uh, old Motorola, whatever they were, razors or whatever the hell they were, not quite the razor. It's the generation before that where they were like really yeah. big, and bulky. Yeah, like, those uh, Nokia ones. Those yeah, big, yeah. <laughs> the massive batteries on the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, jokes jokes all right so thank you everybody unstoppable if you guys have any other thoughts of it let us know quickly now uh and we're gonna move on from unstoppable which we think we do recommend rob do you would you own this or would you just watch it on streaming if it pops up yeah uh, so i i wouldn't go out and purchase this movie i wouldn't get it from itunes but it's on disney plus so i'm happy with it being there and i probably would i'll probably watch it again at some point 
Yeah. Um, I, this is something I would probably I would show my my son. Be like, hey, you just want like a really cool, you know, ninety minute, you know, an hour and forty minute movie. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's pretty cool just to check it out, right? I I, I would throw this on for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it loses a little bit once you know exactly what's going to happen, like the the outcome. So you got to wait a long enough time that you kind of forget all the beats. Uh, you obviously know that they save the day at the end, but if you forget all the kind of stuff in between, then you're gonna uh, really enjoy it. But I do really like Denzel Washington and almost everything, but his interaction with Chris Pine and then Rosario Dawson, uh, kind of like on on the phone, the, the person on the phone uh, dealing with them, so much so that when you see her pop up at the end, you're like, oh, everyone's in person, like in the, yeah. in the same room. It's kind of, it's really cool to see. Uh, so rest in peace, Tony Scott. Uh, it would have been really interesting to see what would have come after this. Yeah, uh, and there's a whole bunch of movies. Like, even if you're just seeing Tony Scott, Denzel, Pel- Gordon mentioned it, taking a Pelham one, two, three, uh, Deja Vu, uh, Man on Fire, Unstoppable. I don't know if he did any other Denzel Washington movies. Like, did he do Virtuosity or something crazy like that? I don't no, he so. never did Virtuosity. <laughs> I used to like Virtuosity a lot. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Rob, let's talk about where we're going next week. Uh, it's a special day, first Monday of the month. Next week, what are we doing? That is Mission Monday. So if you are uh, not familiar with what we're talking about, it is the first Monday of every month. We are going back and checking out one of the Mission Impossible movies on our road to July's release of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So this Monday, it is the, I don't know, what day is it, John? Monday the uh, 4th or something? What day is it? Uh, let me look at it. Uh, 6. Uh, the 6th. Uh, Monday, the March 6th, we will be doing Mission Impossible 3, which I feel is the movie that really kickstarted uh, the franchise after 1 and 2. It changed its focus and gear. I know there's some people who don't really like number 3, but I think if you watch number 3, if it's been a while, and then you look at the ones that have come since, you'll see where the threat is. You're like, oh, I understand now what what J.J. Abrams did. So, directed by J.J. Abrams um, with... Arguably one of the probably the the best actors of our generation, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. Um, um, can Tom Cruise uh, just uh, beat Philip Seymour Hoffman? We'll see. But that's next Monday, Mission Impossible 3. If you don't own it, why not? Um, <laughs> if you don't, you're looking for a place to stream it. It is on Paramount Plus in Canada. Yeah, Paramount Plus in Canada. You can sign up uh, for one month or you can get the trial. You get the trial. You get, I think, seven days. Uh, to watch whatever you want. Uh, I'm excited to watch this again. I really like Mission Impossible 3. So, Yeah, I, I think I think I do really like this one. And I think you're right. I think it, it is the turning point. You'll probably see a bunch of articles or YouTube videos that say Mission Impossible 3 is the turning point uh, of the series, especially us having just rewatched 1 and 2. Um, and I, I, would, I think I'll admit that they aren't super stellar. Uh, I thought Mission Impossible was going to beat Bond uh, hands down if we did some type of showdown, but I think there's things that you could present that would defeat some of these early Mission Possible movies for me. Uh, so yeah, so three, uh, and I think it's got a whole cast of people in it that uh, are going to be fun to see. Uh, so join us for that. Uh, let me see if there's anything else here. <laughs> Gord, God damn it. <laughs> um, what you do on your own time, uh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna watch Mission Impossible. Hey, but if you happen to have a link for a private YouTube channel, let, you know, you know, don't hesitate to share it with your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Gord, what's your OnlyFans account? <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we usually have to get Michelle into the mix where it really starts to turn for the, the, the right. after after hours party. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Steve, you don't have to worry about not having Netflix again. It is on Paramount Plus in Canada, or you can again, there's places that you can grab it, iTunes or whatever, but I'm surprised that most people wouldn't have this movie. Like I have like all of them in digital and physical. I know that you do as well, John. I mean, I think it's I might not have three actually. I might I might not have one and three because uh, I feel like I didn't appreciate three at the time. I was probably one of those people who was like, I don't I don't like this back then. Uh, and then I rewatched it. It was either on Netflix or Prime or something at some point. Um, and it was for some reason, you know, when they only put one movie, they don't put all the movies from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the thing. And they're just like Mission Impossible three is available. And I was like, oh, let me watch this. And I watched it. and I was like, I think this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so people were I, I do remember people hating on it. So. Uh, looking forward to yeah so fraser's got it fraser's got it. he's got up to four i don't know what he's gonna do when he gets to five and up uh. <laughs> hey lewis stop feeding into uh gourd's joke okay thank you We're going south we don't need any more innuendo comments dirty bird yeah all right so thank you again mr rob <laughs> thank you everybody in the comments it's always a blast you guys make this such a fun time for us uh to just chit chat and uh, hang out so look yep. forward to seeing you guys next week for Mission Monday's Mission Possible 3. And then we'll uh, try to get the uh, the next couple movies announced so you guys have a little more extra time to watch them. Or, or if we're going to just do just chit-chat or get back to that 90s bracket, uh, which uh, Lewis suggested. Uh, so thank you, everybody. We will check you guys out next week. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Take care. Peace out. Bye, John. Bye. <laughs>